Blog Talk Radio. I got a slow down. Stop for a second, take a look around. And I gotta take blogtalkradio.com. Word Alive is based on John 10.10, where Jesus said, I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. Word Alive co-hosts are Ella, coming to you from Kalamazoo, Michigan, and Renetter, coming to you from Gladwin, Michigan. You may email your comments, prayer requests, and questions to wordalive612 at gmail.com. And that is a capital W. Join Word Alive each Thursday evening from now on at 6.30 p.m. By calling 646-378-0538 or online here at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Word Alive where all previous broadcasts are available on demand. You may also listen to Word Alive 24-7 and live by downloading the Blog Talk Radio app for your Android phone or by downloading the Word Alive podcast on iTunes. And follow us on Twitter at wordalive.now. Thank you for joining and we pray that there is something edifying for you in the broadcast. Well, hello. How is everybody doing today? Today is February 4th, 2016. Yes, February already. January 2016 is gone, and we are moving fast forward into February. My name is Renetta. I'm one of the co-hosts here at Word Alive, and I'm joined by Ella, my co-host. How are you, Ella? I am blessed. Wonderful day. How are you doing? I'm doing good as well. Thank the Lord. Well, I just rushed in from work, and <laughs> I got off a little late and uh, ran in the house, grabbed some food, threw it down my throat, <laughs> jumped online to <laughs> to do the broadcast. So uh, let me see. I got to try to find the lesson plan for tonight. <laughs> uh didn't get a chance to open it up. Well, anyway, God has been good as usual. He's always good. I can never say anything bad about God. God has been good to me. He's good in my life. He's good in my family's life. He good. He's good in my children's life. God is good, 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 good. It, it seemed like last year was just a really turning around year for blessings for our family. And it looks like it's just continuing into 2016. Blessings are still just flowing, flowing, flowing. And I just, I praise and I magnify God for all of his blessings, all of his benefits, how he just keeps showing up in our lives and how he just keeps showing up in our lives. And I want to briefly just hit on another thing. Uh, 
we were talking uh, last week, uh, the last couple of weeks we were, well, last week I did a tribute actually to a friend of mine, Apostle Ray Bartell, who passed away last Wednesday and his, um, and it was a, it was a shock to me. I mean, people who were still around and might've known that he was really sick or something, but I didn't really know. And so it was a shock to me, but, um, and I don't know if he was really sick. I really don't know, but, uh. It was a shock to me, and I talked. Uh, I honored him last week on the broadcast because he said he played an intricate role in uh, my restoration and in, uh, keeping me encouraged in my walk with the Lord at the beginning of me returning to the Lord. And so I did a tribute to him last week. But on the heels of that, we've been t- we had been talking about change the two weeks previous to that, and we talked about some of the things that can cause our lives to make a change that we don't control. And one of them was death. You know, we talk about how uh, you can suddenly lose a person in your life to um, passing on into eternity, which we call death, uh, that can drastically change your life, you know. And given that, his his wife's life has changed because he paid he played a big role in her life and he's not going to be there anymore. And we talked about how even in the midst of things that we don't have control over that happen to us, that cause our life to change forever and never, ever be able to go back the same because of that change that have taken place. We were talking about, you can still live an abundant life or you can still live your life to the fullest potential in spite of that change. And since that broadcast last Thursday night, and actually at the broadcast last Thursday night, two people that I knew had passed away that Wednesday. And, well, uh, since then, two more people have passed away. And another one was a very encouraging person every time I saw her. And a lot of people I don't see on a regular basis that I grew up around or grew up with or knew in my life. Um, because I, I I was born and raised in the city of Detroit, and I don't live in that area anymore. And so a lot of the people that I knew still live in the Detroit area, So, uh, and the people that was in the church that I grew up in live in the Detroit area, so we, we're not around them anymore, so we don't see them on a regular, consistent basis. So I'll say, you know, we go back to a, uh, a wedding or a funeral, or a church event, and we'll run into these people. And every time uh, I would see her, she would be very encouraging to me. And her name was Sister Beverly. I knew her as Sister Beverly Cornwell, but her name now is uh, Sister was Sister Beverly Bryant. And Ella, you are shuffling papers. Sorry, <laughs> Ella. Yeah, you are shuffling papers. Then I can hear it all. <laughs> okay, but anyway. Um, she was always very encouraging and uplifting to me. And uh, another sister who passed away, I mean, not sister, but, uh, yeah, another sister passed away. Uh, someone me and my husband became friends with within the last eight years of our life, actually, her and her husband. Uh, she went on uh, to eternity. Uh, I believe she passed away Friday, I believe it was. And uh, so... It really makes you, at the age that I am, I'm 60 years old, 
It makes you really, really look at your life and evaluate, are you where you need to be right now? Uh, is there something that you should be doing to get where you really need to be right now? Because I know that all of the body of Christ should be doing what they should be doing for the Lord. But when we're younger, we, we don't really, a lot of times, we're not really serious about that. I mean, I don't even think my mind was on what is my purpose and what I'm supposed to be doing for the Lord when I was a young person. That was not my thought process at all. But at 60 years old, I definitely think about, am I in the will of God and am I living my life to the fullest potential of what he, of of, of his will for me, not my will or my desires or my goals, but God's will, God's desires, the Father's goals for my life. Am I living on purpose for him? And... um. I know that I'm doing things that God wants me to do. I know that I'm doing ministry that God wants me to do. But am I doing it to the fullest potential, and am I doing everything that he wants me to do? And sometimes we'll take a look at our life and we think, man, I'm so busy. I'm doing so much. But are we in the will of God and all the much that we're doing? So, and Ella, you can you can participate and throw anything in at any time in this conversation. Okay, I'm and looking we, for a script. Go okay, ahead. Go ahead. And we are going to get to at least uh, start our next uh, lesson on the, the series that we're doing called Change, Progressing in God Through Change. Because without change, there's no way that none of us will make any progress in God. Because as I mentioned in one of the previous um lessons uh, talking about change, uh, when we get first get saved, we're we're new to the walk with God. Even if you raised in a church all your life, but when you get saved is actually when you begin your walk with you hear about God through your parents, you hear about God through the services and through the preaching and teaching of the word of God, but and and you 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 know a little bit about God because you heard so much. But you don't have an experience with God until you get saved. You don't know God. And then a lot of times we get saved and we start out on our journey, but we don't start out in the intimate relationship with God. So we may be in the church or be saved for 10, 20, 30, 40 years and still don't know God. Still really haven't embarked on the journey of knowing him. And so when I hear about all of these deaths so close together and uh, all in the month of January, it's so strange because especially I would say maybe the last 10 years of my life, every January, at least three people that I know or am associated with die in the month of January usually. And sometimes, you know, more than that. And so this month, it, it was more than three that I knew or knew of. I didn't have a close relationship with all three of these people. I wasn't best friends and bosom buddies with them. But I knew of four people who have passed away in the month of, of January. And then today while I was work, at work working, progress, um, processing some documents, I came across a document that I was processing of someone being hired into the company. And when I opened the document to check whether they were active or terminated or, or what their status was, I found out that the person had already died before their hiring documentation got processed. 
So they had got hired by the company, and before those documents could get fired, filed into the system, this person has, has already passed away. And it, it was kind of a shock to open that document up, you know, in the in the place that I was with these other people passing away. And then a, even a greater shock when I I looked a little bit deeper and found out the person was only 22 years, no older than 22 years old, 21 or 22 years old. And I'm like, oh, my God, what is going on with all this death that I'm hearing about all of a sudden? And so, you know, we should always kind of be in an evaluation of where do I stand. There's a scripture that says, um, oh, I can't remember the beginning of it, but the end of it is, says to see if you be in the in the faith. Uh, what does the part, first part of that scripture say? I'm going to have to look that one up. Hold on just a sec. Well, while my slow computer is looking up that scripture, there's another scripture that says, uh, choose you this day whom you will serve. God has given us the opportunity to choose death or life. You know, I've been talking about this a little bit. Me and my husband had a conversation about this yesterday on our trip to Ann Arbor or on our trip back from Ann Arbor, one or the other, excuse me. And uh, we were talking about the scripture. We were talking about how, you know, every day of our life, we have choices to make. And it's, it's true. We don't always think about, we don't always live our life out every day thinking about, I'm making a choice. That's my phone. Hold on. Thinking about, I'm going to make a choice how to live my life this day. We kind of usually get up and we start our day and we go about our business without, you know, uh, really giving it a second thought on a daily basis. But what if we intentionally woke up every day to make a choice how to live that day? Whether to live it that day choosing death or whether to live it that day choosing life. Wake up every morning and live intentionally. Live life on purpose. That was a series I wanted to do this year. I'm not doing the series right now, but it's just coming up in the conversation. To live life intentionally on purpose. What if we lived life intentionally on purpose every single day. And what purpose would it be for? There's a lot of people that would choose the purpose of to the fullest satisfaction of my flesh is how I'm going to live today. And there's a lot of people who without intentionally waking up, making that decision before they get out of bed, before they start that day. But if you watch them and look at them, if you had a microscope on them all day, you would see that that's how they are living their life. Intentionally to feel every lust that comes into their mindset. They live their life to fulfill it and satisfy it completely. And then there's other people that kind of live a life to do good. You know, they live very purposefully to to accomplish some type of good 
each day of their life. And a lot of people live their life to accomplish good for other people most days of their life. You know, they live their life working at a foundation or working for a charity, trying to raise funds for this cause or that cause, or trying to uh, raise their advocacy, trying to raise awareness for this cause or that cause. So they live their life intentionally, purposefully, excuse my bad talking, (laughs) um, every single day with a purpose to accomplish more for that cause. So the scripture that I was looking for was uh, 2 Corinthians 13 and 5. Let's see. The New Living Translation says, examine yourself to see if your faith is genuine. Test yourselves. Surely you know that Jesus Christ is among you. If not, you have failed the test of genuine faith. Wow. Never read that version before. So the version that I'm most familiar with is King James. Examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves? How that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobate? What a powerful Christ. A, a, a scripture that is Because we run around confessing that we are Christians We run around confessing that we believe in God But what does that really mean to you? Do you know what it means to believe in God? Do you know what it means to believe in Jesus? Do you know what it means to say Oh, I have believed in the Lord and he's my personal savior A lot of people use that terminology What does that mean? He is your personal Savior. I have given my life to Christ. What does that mean? You have given your life to Christ. Have you given your life to Christ and you live for him every day? Did you give your life to Christ one day and then forget about him and you live the rest of your days without even giving him a second thought, a second look? Examine yourself. Whether you be in the faith, prove your own self. Know you not your own self. How that Jesus Christ is in you, except you be reprobate. Did you find your your scripture, Ella? Um, yeah, I found one of them. Did you want to read it? Oh. Uh. There's that scripture that says, oh, just a minute, 2 Corinthians 3 and, well, I'll read 17 and 18. Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with open face, beholden, Mm -hmm. As in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Mm, 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 mm. Now, what scripture was that again? Second Corinthians three, seventeen and eighteen. I'm read that again. Go ahead. 
what what um, as we're we're talking about change, you know, as we give our life to the Lord and and of course it's God's love that draws us to him. We cannot come to him of our own, for it is for it is God that that causes us. With his loving kindness has he drawn us. And because he has chosen to draw us unto himself, and as we pray for our loved ones, we then give them a position as, as this is Ella 7 and 10, okay? <laughs> we give our loved ones and those that we pray for a position in the mind of God to bring them to to him, that he shares his love. Because as we pray for one another, we pray for the whole world to be saved. And as we do that, then God will answer. He said, when you call, I will answer. And as we pray for each other and pray for those that that are in destitute situations, pray for folks that we don't even know, we're praying that their lives be changed. When you see mm-hmm. when we see people that are, are on the street, we pray that God God's love embraces them. And we pray for our family. We pray for situations. And in our prayer we are petitioning the Lord, the creator of all things, to shine forth his mercy into those circumstances and situations. And in doing so we have a covenant that God's promise to change those folks because we don't know. We have no idea until God changes us what it means, even embrace and identify what the love of God is. We have no idea how awesome it is. It is, it is so profound when we recognize how his mercy, his love, his compassion, and then the things that are so out of our reach, our helplessness about the things that's going on in our lives. And when we pray and giving these things to him to take care of, and he changes them, it is so amazing how that when we just open our hearts and appreciate the changes that God is doing in our lives, the changes that we see in our family, changes that we see in, in situations. I mean, it pricks our heart. You know, we look at it at situations, but then there comes a time when the revelation of what God is really doing and changing us. We we see it dimly through a glass, but then we see it clearly. We see face-to-face what God is really doing. I've been on a journey for some time now, and because uh, uh, I'm preparing myself to be a, a vessel for God to use me in ways that I just cannot even fathom. But uh, it's in my heart, and I hear the call, and I, I'm yielding myself to it. And I'm asking God to show me, teach me. I don't know what this is going to entail, but I want 
to make sure that I'm ready for this task. And when I find things in myself that is is one of those LO seven and ten, and I call them seven and tens is is my my scripture, it's my word, it's what I want, it's what I like, it's what I think. When I run into some of those Ella 7 and 10 and the word of the Lord hits me face to face, I am so blessed, I am so at awe that God is loved me so much that he, he won't let me stay the same. He helps me to see those things and know that his love is there to change me, change my attitude about it, change my my behaviors, change even things when I am, I give up my right to be right. Those are the kinds of changes that I embrace so wonderfully that God just will, I, we can give him permission to circumvent our will into his will. And uh, I've been studying this, the, the, the prophets of old, and Moses is one of my most favorite because he loved God he, from a child. He loved God. He remembered. And even after he got to the palace and had all the the education and, and culture and, and just was being prepared to be part of the rulership of that country. And but when when God got his attention, he began to see clear and he remembered what God's love was about. And it changed Moses. He was standing there looking at that bush and it was burning and it didn't burn up. That was so amazing about it. It wasn't un- it wasn't uncommon to see a bush in the desert that was burning because it would be rolling and the friction of the sand would catch, cause them dry bushes to catch on fire. But here was a green bush and it was burning and it wasn't burning up. There's these bushes that God is opening up in our lives, in our relationship, in our intimacy with him. And we know that it's not burning up, but it is catching our attention. It is making us aware how much we love him and how much he loves us. Those are the the jewels, the pearls that God is awesomely orchestrating in our lives that will cause us to become instruments in the earth for him. It enhance our prayer life. We will we'll see things one way, and then when God gives us that inkling and he kind of touches our heart and, and causes us to even want to look at things a different way. And we see that it is God's mercy. It is God's grace. Except for the grace of God, there go I. And in those revelations, we change. And the more we are listening, we're hearing, we're yielding, we're hungering, we're wanting to know. I want to follow on to know the Lord. And because we have this ownership, we give him ownership of our lives. And because we do, we will be changed from situations, circumstances, 
And it is just the most powerful and wonderful, loving thing to know that God loves us so much that he just don't leave us in our mess. And our mess could be just plain, self-righteous attitude. It, it can be so many little things that we have not taken the time to hear the Spirit of the Lord pricking our hearts about things, how we take away the the dark glasses and look at life like God sees life and look at each other and really love and care for each other to the point like I was meeting a young man going up the elevator a little while ago. And uh, I said, hey, how you doing? And he said, oh, I'll be better. And I couldn't understand what he said. So when we got in the elevator, because it was noisy, and I said, now, what was that you said? Why your life isn't better? He said, I'm trying to I'm trying to bond with my son, and I'm having such a hard time. He's 21, and, and I wish I had done things different. I said, I'll tell you, friend. He said, I'm just praying. I said, I'm going to join you in prayer. I felt his heart. And when you feel a heart, we can do what God wants us to do. That we come together for change. It changes me. I can say, yeah, brother, that sounds like you've got a real problem. But it pricked my heart. And God causes us to change and, and become instruments for him. And the more we do that, the more we learn how to pray with such profoundness. And the more we learn to pray, the more we become transformed. And our neighbors, it causes the light of Christ in the earth. People just recognize the Jesus in you just because we allow ourselves to be vessels and, and handiworks for the Lord. Now, those, um, I didn't have all the scriptures for them, but that is uh, what my heart has been uh, aching about, the change. We look through a glass dimly, but then we're changed. And we're changed. From glory to glory. You know, we can be good. You know we can be a good Christian. We can go to Bible study. We can do all these things. But with, there's more glory. There's greater glory. There's awesomeness. There's ultimate. <laughs> and I get excited about loving God and God's love that just pricks, pricks my heart and causes me to change. God bless you. Thank you. Well, thank you. And so that turns us right into uh, the our series, Change, which we will be embarking on more in depth next week. And we'll start right here where Ella uh, veered us to. Actually, we're going to actually start with that scripture next week because I see so much in there. And... Uh, we want to invite you to come and join us on this journey of change, progressing in God through change. Invite a friend, bring a friend to come and listen along with you. We have uh, over 150 archives you can listen to. Please join Word Alive again. God bless you. Have a God night. God day, y'all. God night, sis. Thursday at 6.30 p.m. <laughs>